give you praise and honor and glory this morning, Heavenly Father. And Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, this morning for your goodness and your mercy, Lord God. And thank you, Lord God, for allowing us, Lord God, to see another day, Lord God, that you've made, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we will rejoice and be glad in this day, Lord God. And we want to thank you, Lord God, for your how you kept us all during the week, Heavenly Father, Lord God. How you're always all by, always by our side. Never leave us no second us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you always know, Lord God, what our needs are even before I ask, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for being the God of all comfort, that you're the God of peace, that you're the God of love, that you're the God of compassion, and you're a God who blesses your people, Heavenly Father, and you always take care of us, and you surround us, Lord God, with your love and mm-hmm. all. Lord, Lord God, you pour shower down your love upon us, Lord God, and we are grateful. We are grateful this morning that you brought us along mighty long ways. And we thank you, Lord God, for being in our life. And we thank you, Lord God, that we know that we cannot live without you, Lord God. For you truly brought us from a long, mighty long ways. And you did not let the enemy, Lord God, to steal us, to steal our life from the Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you came so we can have life and life more abundantly, Lord God. And we're thankful that we serve the true living God, the most high living God, the only living God that ever have been and ever will be. And we thank you, Lord God, for Jesus Christ who shed his precious blood for our sins on Calvary. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are our Savior, that you are our Lord, you are our Redeemer, you are our Waymaker, you are our everything and all in all. And besides you, Lord Jesus, we cannot do without you. We cannot do with nothing. And we just want to praise your holy name and let you know how grateful and thankful for the, for all that you do, Lord God. And we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your course with praise this morning. And Lord God, we say hallelujah to you this morning, Lord God, for you are more than worthy to be praised and greatly to be praised. And we thank you, Lord God, this morning for our worship service and all those, Lord God, that are gathered here this morning, Lord God, we thank you for the obedience and faithfulness, Lord God, to come to the service this morning, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, to have your way. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit this morning. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will also have his way. And we thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. And we thank you for your word that will go forth in a power and demonstration by the Holy Spirit, that your word is living and powerful. Your word is holy, your word is true, and your word is right, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for our pastors. We thank you for Pastor Fraser, Lord God, and the message, Lord God, that you're going to bring this morning, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you bring the word up to her memories, Lord God. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord God, leading her, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for your power anointed upon her, Lord God, and the wisdom that she has of you and your word, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you for everything that she teaches this morning, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit, Lord God, will minister this morning, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit will touch each and every one of us this morning, Lord God. And we won't leave the same way we came from the Father, Lord God. And we want to fight up all the assignment of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus against every lie of the devil, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord God. And your word said at the right time, you will squash the enemy beneath our feet. Because the enemy has no power or authority over us, Lord God. 
and we have the victory in Jesus' name, Lord God. And he will not interfere in this worship service, Lord God. He will not, Lord God, hinder or, or, or cause confusion or anything else in the bottom, Lord God. And we thank the Lord Jesus for the joy of the Lord this morning. And we know, Lord God, that you are greater than the enemy and the enemy is defeated. And we want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for the victory that we have in you. We are victorious. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we belong to you, Lord Jesus. We are the sheep of your pasture, Lord Jesus. You are the head of our lives, Lord God. And we pray that your will be done, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you for the meeting every need of everyone, Lord God, here at this worship service, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for opening up doors that needs to be opened, Lord God, and closing the one that needs to be closing. And we thank you, Lord God, for supplying all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for your healing power this morning, that you are healing our bodies. We thank you for deliverance this morning, Lord God. We thank you for peace and comfort this morning, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you, Lord God, for making our crooked places straight. And we thank you for filling us and refilling us with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will speak this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And we pray that someone that will come to this worship service that needs to be saved will be saved, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for others that's going to join us later, Lord God. And we just want to thank you for all that you do. You are a great and loving God, and we trust in you with all our whole heart. And we just give you the praise and honor and glory this morning. And everyone said, Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Praise God. All right, sir. Reverend, you got
it's another one. y'all so sorry about that <clears throat> well praise god we just got to let the devil jesus so thank god for it where is a will there's a way <laughs> okay it, it's not gonna work past <laughs> i was i had some All right. I had some James Cleveland in there, but he didn't want to play all the way, so. <laughs> okay. Well, praise God. We thank God anyway, because we know that uh, we uh, do what we can, and God uh, uh, is faithful to bless us. And, uh, you know, we, we love to have the music because that's a part of the uh, preparation to receive the word, but. Uh, we are able to uh, follow the Holy Spirit in whatever situation. You know, the Apostle Paul said, in whatever situation you find yourself, you need to be content. And the reason he said that is because the devil would try to throw stuff in a way to get you off track. So you're distracted, you're not in focus, and then he can uh, just shut you down. But uh, I have learned to be content in whatever situation I find myself. So we just thank the Lord for those of you that are here this morning. We did hear a little music. We'll do better next week. And uh, I, uh, I just thank God for you being here. And so uh, we would try to sing together, but there's a way you have to do that with this. We're still learning about this uh, this Zoom, and so there's a way for all of us to sing together, but I have not yet learned how to do that, and I'm thankful for uh, Dr. Carson because she uh, was able to get us to be able to have, you know, praise and worship uh, from some of the artists, the gospel artists because uh, I was not uh, literate in that area. I have been using computers since they were in the big closet. You just had a keyboard and a monitor, and it was this big monster that they kept in a room way somewhere. But uh, there are some things I'm still learning to do. And, you know, I'm thankful to God that I'm teachable. Uh, I, you know, te being teachable, you get to learn a lot of things. You don't uh, allow yourself to get stuck in one place, but you're constantly receiving uh, from the Holy Spirit. And you know, the Holy Spirit will speak through others to us. Uh, we have to be selective and discerning about that, but the Holy Spirit will uh, speak to us. It's because the Word of God says that He will show us things to come. And he will guide us into all truth. And so we have to know that we have to be teachable. When we get so, we think we know everything and can't nobody tell us nothing. And uh, we just take direction from God. Well, that's wonderful to take direction from God. But you better make sure that it's God. It should line up with his word. And he does use leadership to tell us sometime what we need to do. So anyway, I wasn't starting my sermon, but I guess I am because uh, 
uh, we can't have any more music, but we can sure have the word. So, Father God, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you for your people, God. I thank you for allowing us together. And we know that the enemy would not want us together. He doesn't want us touching and agreeing. He doesn't want us to uh, uh, encourage one another. He doesn't want us to pray for one another. So he doesn't have any power over us. You have the power. And you, Father God, get the glory of him. So we're not lifting him up this morning. We're shutting him down in the name of Jesus. We command you, Satan, to take your hands off of this service. Take your hands off of those that are uh, joining us in service. Uh, allow them to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to them this morning. And Father, we know that it's not by power, and it's not by might, but it's by the Holy Spirit of God. And so thank you for that comforter. We thank you for that teacher. We thank you for the one that has come alongside to help me this morning. And as I open my mouth, Holy Spirit, I ask you to fill it. And whatever is said and done would be pleasing in the sight of God. And Father God, we thank you in advance for what will transpire. And we thank you, Father God, that you are our God and besides you there is no other. So we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So I'm not sure I have done this uh, subject teaching uh, uh, before, but I was impressed that we needed to again take a look at what the Holy Spirit does. And so we're going to be uh, talking about uh, being led by the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to follow the Holy Spirit no matter what. And so in order to be able to do that, we have to continue. Oh, Lord, you know, the, the flesh is something else. I'm getting a text message from one uh, someone who I have highly respect and love, and she has sent me that text two or three times about lunch. <laughs> we not at lunch. We not got to lunch. Yet. But praise God, God bless it. But we need to understand that the Holy Spirit uh, is definitely uh, sent to us, as I said, as a comforter, as a teacher, as a guide. And so we need to be led. Our leadership, uh, spiritual leadership, should come from God, and that's why we need to know the Word. And we need to know the voice of God. And we need to know the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one. He is the teacher. And he is the one that comes alongside to help us. And so we look at Romans 8 and 14 this morning. We're talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. So we ask the question, where do you need leadership in your life? I ask myself that all the time. Because as a leader, I need to know how to follow. You can't make a good leader if you don't know how to follow. And so it's my concern that I always am teachable and I always know how to follow 
And I always need to know that the Holy Spirit will guide me into all truth. And sometimes the truth is not to my liking because he takes inventory on me. But I need to be able to receive that because God can't use me if I am not able to allow him to mold me and to shape me into what he would have me to be. And, you know, he uses others to help that. Uh, the Bible says, I believe it's in the uh, Psalms where it says, iron sharpens iron. So does a brother to uh, his friend. Uh, that's my translation of that scripture. But what it's saying is it takes others of faith to help me become what God would have me to be. And so when we get so high that we can't follow directions and we can't be led and we can't be teachable, then God can help us all. And I put myself in that place because as a leader, I need to be able to know how to follow. So I thank God for that this morning. So where does your leadership uh, come from? Where do you need leadership in your life? That's what we want to ask ourselves. And then what are the challenges and what are the decisions and the circumstances that are weighing on us this morning? We're asking ourselves that question, not for you to give me an answer, but to get the answer you need if you don't have it from the Holy Spirit. So where do you need a word from God today? You know, people want to give you a word. I think I talked about that before wanting to give people words uh, of prophecy and that uh, they think because God used them one time to, 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 to in the gift of prophecy that they're prophets and that takes more, it takes more than that to be a prophet. Uh, you know? So we need to ask ourselves that question, where do we need a word? What do we need a word from God today? What word do we need? And, uh, and uh, we have to be available uh, in order for the Holy Spirit to uh, minister to us. That's the other thing. We can turn a deaf ear to what God has <laughs> to say to us, and we won't get anything. So that's where teachable listening skill. And as a trained chaplain, I need to help you. A, a God has given me the opportunity to be trained in more than one area of ministry. So uh, I'm a trained chaplain. That means that I can minister to people who are sick and minister to people who are in grief and minister to people when I go into that jail and have to give a death notification. That's what chaplains do. And they have to have good listening skills. Well, pastors have to have good listening skills because sometimes people talk to us and they say one thing, but they're really meaning another. But if we don't have good listening skills, you don't have to be a chaplain. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a minister of any shape, form, or fashion. But you as a Christian need to have good listening skills because if you really can't follow the directions that God gives you, you're going to be in trouble. So we have to follow the voice of the good shepherd. 
and the voice of a stranger will not follow. And so the Holy Spirit comes alongside to help us uh, follow God's instruction and direction, both written. We know the written word, and if we don't, it's our responsibility to know the written word. That's why we have Bible study, y'all, is because sometimes people don't know the written word. And so you don't know it when you hear it. So it's very important that you know what the word says so that you can follow the voice of the good shepherd. The Holy Spirit will only speak what God says. The Holy Spirit will not get into that other mess. So if you don't know what God's word said, then you will miss it. And we don't want to miss God. So we have to realize that we need the Holy Spirit to guide, to lead us through the twists and turns and challenges of this life, this adventurous life that we have. You see, life is not dull for us. If you have a dull life, that means you ain't worth nothing. <laughs> and if you're serving God, you got plenty of adventure because Satan is busy trying to keep from ever being obedient to God. So we have to know that. So Romans 8 and 14 this morning, uh, I direct you to, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And that word sons, that's, oh Lord, I'm in the middle of my sermon and I forgot about my food delivered. So I'm going to have to stop for just a moment. I apologize. Good morning, allow him to discourage me because I know that what we're doing is what God wants us to do. So when we know that we're in the right place at the right time, we cannot let him interfere. But as I was saying, we want to look at Romans 8 and 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And I want to explain that sons, it means daughters too. In the translation of the scripture, uh, the New Testament was the original text was in Greek, and the Old Testament, the original text was in Hebrew. And so when it's translated, uh, many times it's translated just the way it was written. And so sons would mean sons <laughs> and daughters. those of us that are a part of the family of God. So for all who are led by the Spirit of God, we are sons and daughters of God. And as children of the Most High God, we're granted full access to the leadership of the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. And we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, as well as the infilling of the Holy Spirit in another lesson. But I just want us to concentrate on the fact that we need the Holy Spirit's leadership and that no child of God is exempt from the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Whether you have the infilling or the indwelling, or you have both, you have the opportunity and the privilege of being led by the Holy Spirit. 
We're not exempt from the Holy Spirit because we don't speak in tongues, because that's a part of the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and it's a gift that we use to help us pray and to praise God. But if you're not there with the infilling, you still have the leading of the Holy Spirit because you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and you receive the Holy Spirit when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And so that's how that uh, leadership, receive leadership from the Holy Spirit when we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. So we need to remember that. And so we have to understand that uh, we don't gain more favor to receive more leadership, uh, but God has given us all the gifts of the Holy Spirit because he loves us. Everything that God does for us is out of love. You know, under the Old Testament, people were under the law. And so the law said, do this, and the law said you do that, and the law said that you don't do this, and you don't do that, and if you did break the law, you had to kill some bulls and goats and birds. If you were a poor person, then your sacrifice would be birds. If you were a wealthy person, it would be bulls and goats. You didn't use any pigs because pork uh, in the Old Testament was unclean. But we read the other night, I believe that was in our Bible study, our Reverend preached about that last week, that everything that God gives us is clean, is sanctified. We, you know, when I pray and say grace, I ask God to thank, sanctify my food because human hands have been on that food. Not because God uh, is not uh, saying it's unclean, but I want it sanctified from the human handling of the food. But uh, everything that God gives us, provisions that he makes for us, is good. We need to remember that. So uh, we need to know that uh, he has filled us with his spirit and dwelling of the Holy Spirit uh, is uh, just as important as the infilling. The infilling is like a icing on the cake. And, but everything he's done for us is because he loves us. And he wants uh, to provide us with leadership so that uh, we have that abundant life that he has planned for us. But when we don't follow his leadership and when we take off uh, in our heads that we don't need nobody telling us nothing, then we are off track. We are off track. And you know, that goes for Christians too, because sometimes when we've been saved for a while and God has been using us for a while, we don't want to hear nothing anybody says that makes us will improve uh, what God is doing. You see, the Holy Spirit, as I said, is a teacher, but he uses other people of God, other leaders to give us a, a little nudge sometime in areas where we are weak. And so we have to be teachable. I have to say that again. We have to be listeners and not always decide that we have to do everything our way because that 
you've been doing it all the time. I was a member of a church before I was in ministry, way before I ever knew I had a calling, uh, that them folks, a lot of them, had that attitude. You can't tell me nothing. I've been saved for 30 years. And you asked them to find the book of Matthew in the Bible, and they could not do it. Because they wouldn't come to Bible study. I'm not throwing rocks, y'all. Because they wouldn't listen to the pastor when he was preaching, because they knew it all. You see, we got to be careful with that. I can't say that enough, that we need to be careful with that. But anyway, the Holy Spirit... Uh, God has given us the Holy Spirit because he loves us. And uh, so we we learn today how we can better discover and follow his gifts of leadership uh, so that we uh, can be everything that God intended us to be. So we've all been granted these gifts of, uh, from the Holy Spirit uh, through Christ, uh, his crucifixion, his death, his resurrection, and us accepting him as our Lord and Savior. So it's crucial to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit and the Word work perfectly, stop it, Satan, perfectly together. You see, the Holy Spirit is not going to ever go against what the Word of God says. And the Word and the Spirit agree. So that's why it's so important that we know what the word says, because the enemy will come along and try to make you believe, you know, he spoke to Jesus and told Jesus he need to jump off a, a, a high uh, a cliff. You know, Jesus had been on a 40 day fast and we're going to do some teaching about fasting because some spiritual things occur when we fast, we become more sensitive to the Spirit of God, more sensitive to the Holy Spirit speaking to us when we take that food out of our mouth, you know. And uh, so one while we had a fast day, every Monday was fast day, and as the Lord leads, we might start doing that again. Now, I've been fasting since this pandemic's been on, and God gave me to fast every day until noon. So I don't put any solid food in my mouth until after 12 o'clock. I uh, drink liquids, but I don't uh, put any solid food in my mouth. And so the Holy Spirit will cause you, as you are fasting, <coughs> to become more sensitive to the things of God. And uh, so it's crucial that we, you know, know that the Word and the Spirit agree. But I was telling you about Jesus and Satan. He had, Jesus had been on a 40-day fast, and Satan tried to tell him, jump off a building because God will take care of you. That's my paraphrase. God will take care of you so you can just jump off of this building. And Jesus said to him, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, if you want to look that up, I think you can find it in the book of Matthew, Mark, and uh, the Gospel of John, and even maybe Luke. Uh, and you need to understand about those Gospels. The Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are synoptic Gospels. That means they're the same. But the Gospel of John is a little different uh, 
rendition of Jesus Walk on Earth. Uh, because that book was written, uh, we see it in the Word, that book was written so that we would become believers. So when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior at Breath of Life, I try to get you started. And I have even just little uh, tracks. I have, forgot I have some books, a little book that was, uh, uh, you could get it free with an offering to this ministry. And I have a whole box full of the Gospels of John. And those are for new believers so that they understand what happened with Jesus when he was on earth and then went on to be crucified and resurrected and now sitting at the right hand of the throne of grace. So I'm looking now at Galatians. Galatians is in the New Testament. And I'm looking at chapter 5. And I'm looking at verses 16 through 18. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Now, for those of you who are just learning about the way the terms of, of flesh, flesh indicates sin. And it's not your, the flesh that covers your body. It's the that sin in your body, <laughs> in your mind. So uh, if I had time, I'd have others, other translations of this scripture, but that's what we do in Bible study. <laughs> we talk about that kind of thing. But the scripture says again, but I say walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So the law is uh, was in the Old Testament, and we do obey the laws of uh, the law that we know today. And we can find that in Romans chapter 8, where it says that we must obey the laws of the land. But we're talking about following the Holy Spirit. And the Word and the Spirit agree, so the Holy Spirit is never going to tell you to break the law. So when you run that stoplight, the first thing, because you know better, the first thing the Holy Spirit does is say, you ran that light. And you feel sad because you know you broke the law. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Holy Spirit uh, telling us what the Word says, reminding us what God has said in His Word, reminding us that we must be careful to do the will of God. When I am disobedient to God, the Holy Spirit will get a hold of me, and I am so sad. I am so sad. And I, I've been with this, uh, you know, walking with the Lord long enough now that I just say, forgive me, Lord, because I didn't do what you told me to do. I didn't do what I should have done. You know, sometimes God will send me uh, somewhere, and I'm in there, and he'll say, do so and so and so. Pray for 
you know, pray for that person. I've shared with you my testimony about how he sent me to that woman that I call my spiritual daughter from Ghana and had me pray for her that time and how she was pregnant and the Stanford was trying to get her to abort that baby. And that's a whole nother subject. But, you know, when God tells you to do something, but sometimes we just decide we're going to do it because that's the way we've been doing it all the time. <laughs> more mature we come become in Christ, the more likely we are to decide that we can do that, you know. And all things are lawful, the scripture says in Corinthians, but not profitable. <clears throat> it's not beneficial. So some things you can do, but it's not going to benefit you or anybody else. So we have to be real careful with that. So we need to understand that all of the Holy Spirit's leadership <clears throat> is purposed towards the goal of abundant life in God. God has promised us abundant life. <clears throat> and we find that in John 10 and 10 where Jesus said that he came that we might have life. <clears throat> I find that spirit. He came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. God wants us to have abundant life. God, <coughs> thank you. Look, God wants us to have abundant life, and he wants us to have it, but we must be obedient in order to have it. And we look at Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 6, where he says that if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. And so we have to remember that. So how do we follow the person of the Holy Spirit to have that abundant life? So we look at Galatians again, verse five, chapter 5, verse 25, that says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And how do we keep in step with the Spirit? It all starts with spending time getting to know the Holy, what the Holy Spirit is like uh, because he has a personality. He has a voice. His leadership feels a certain way. Just as you get to know a person, you can get to know the Holy Spirit. And the best way to do that is and to learn about him is one-on-one. -on -one. That's the best way. Because he's a teacher. And he comes alongside to help us. And he'll guide us into all truth. So I was a member of uh, a church uh, called... Uh, uh, Victory Christian Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. At that time, the pastor of that ministry was uh, Billy Joe Doherty. And he was a graduate of Oral Roberts University. And he had his services, he was large congregation, had his services in the Maybe Center, which is the auditorium there on the Oral Roberts University campus. And uh, God moved me there before I came back. Uh, to 
uh, California because he wanted to introduce me to doing prison ministry. And so he put me over there in that large congregation and uh, directed me to connect myself with the prison ministry because uh, uh, there is a prison right outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, and uh, he wanted me to go in that prison. Now, I uh, didn't do any jail ministry before then, and I actually uh, had one of my children who had been incarcerated, and I had been to San Quentin one time, and I had been to uh, uh, another uh, fire camp that they had there in Jamestown, but I had never thought about being uh, a prison uh, minister, but God prepared me for that because when I came back to California, I was going to do that. And I'm a chaplain for San Mateo County Jails and have been. Oh, Lord, I guess almost 20 years I've been doing that. So, you know, he was preparing me. But uh, we need to understand that uh, God, the Holy Spirit, guides us into all truth. That's what it. That's what the scripture tells us, and so he wants us to uh, spend time with him, so that we get to know him, so that we get to know when the Holy Spirit is giving us a word that is used in the scripture, giving us an unction, an unction, a feeling, a, 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 a flag to say. I want you to do thus and so. I want you to pray for thus and so. And the other night I was sitting here, it was time to go to bed, but all of a sudden I felt the unction to go online on Facebook. And I thought, oh, I've looked at Facebook today. Uh, and that's one of the ways to, to if you need to want to pray for people, go on Facebook, honey. Because you'll end up praying for some folks, some of the stuff that you hear said and, and stuff, you'll end up praying. But anyway, I had the unction to go on Facebook, and when I did, my one of my favorite pastors uh, that we used to fellowship with, uh, the Bishop Oscar, Dr. Bishop Oscar Dates, was teaching. And it was late at night, and I had an opportunity to sit through his teaching. And bless his heart, he has such a sweet spirit. And he's been through so much with his health, but he's still cheerleader for God. And it just blessed my heart. I went to bed with a lot of joy in my heart. But that came from the Holy Spirit urging me to go on Facebook. And when I did, there he was. You see, we need to pay attention and learn to be sensitive to the leading of God's Spirit because that's the Holy Spirit. So we get to know him that way, get to know him one-on-one. -on -one. And I think I'm not going to be able to finish this, but I just want to get you started on being led by the Holy Spirit. And as I say, some of you may have heard me teach on this before, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And what that translates into is faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. We can't hear it too much. We need to hear it over and over again. So it takes residence in our spirit. And then 
when the time comes that we need direction and instruction, God will speak to us with that word that we heard, that word that we've been hearing and hearing, and all of a sudden that word will come up in your mind and you say, oh, thank you, Lord. You know, I'm forever asking the Holy Spirit to show me stuff. So I had a lot of papers on my desk and I was looking for one certain paper and I wouldn't find it in and I said, Holy Spirit, show me where that paper is. And of course, I put my hands right on it. You see, when you have that kind of relationship with the Holy Spirit, he can really help you in all the things you do in your life. He is the one that comes alongside to help you. He is your teacher. He is the one that guides you into all truth. Because many times what you hear is not the truth. And if it's not the truth, that's my phone making that noise. <laughs> if you hear it, will come right along after and say, did you hear that? Well, that is not true. And he'll bring, and not only does he do that, but he brings those things that you need to remember back to your remembrance. Because sometimes we push that stuff back in our mind. It was ugly. We don't want to deal with it. Maybe it was something God was saying to us we need to do, and we didn't want to do it, so we just pushed it back in our memory bank. And all of a sudden, guess what? The Holy Spirit brings it back to us so that we can take care of them, so that we can be obedient to God. You see, he's there to help us. He's the one that comes alongside to help us. And so we have to remember that. So, you know, we uh, we often wait until we're in, a, in public or right before a highly stressful situation to ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But that ought to be a part of our prayer. We ought to always help ask for help from the Holy Spirit. But it's in that secret place, you know, that quiet time. Y'all not having quiet time? You to have quiet time. You know, people talk about quiet time. What is quiet time? It's during that time that you need to be spending in prayer with you and God. Just you two. Not when we pray at 7 o'clock. That's a different kind of time. You know, and I think sometimes we don't realize it, but our personal stuff, the things that we need guidance on, we need to have a quiet time to get that information. Because when we come together to pray in intercessory prayer, that's pretty much praying for others. Now, it's not right to ask God to help you. But you know, some people want to take a text on God, I need this from you, and I need that from you, and blah, blah, blah. And you're supposed to be praying for others in the, in the, in the public prayer, in the intercessory prayer, but in your quiet time, you are free to ask God for anything that is going on in your life, and you can dialogue it as much as you want to, because you have that time. Like I said the other day, Sunday, I have a quiet time with God, and I might sit for two hours. <clears throat> 
just having dialogue with God. Now, y'all may not have that kind of time all the time because you have secular jobs. I have a job with God. I'm retired from public work. But you get up early in the morning. When I was had a secular job, I'd get up an hour earlier. I know that don't sound good because you want to stay in the bed as long as you can. But I'd get up an hour earlier. And that hour was for me to spend with God because I found that if I would do that, my day would go better because the enemy is waiting for you on that job, baby. That enemy is there waiting to cause you all kinds of problems. Coworkers and you have customers, you have clients. I worked for the Human Services Agency of San Mateo County. That was my final secular job. And I mean, it was a hard job. I had clients that would come in there and cuss you out because you had to take action that they didn't like. And you couldn't talk back to them. You had to stand there and let them cuss you out and say to them, well, I'm going back to my desk now, or if they called you on the phone, all you could say to them, well, I'm going to hang up now. They let us hang up, but we, we had to tell them we was going to hang up. Not an easy job, not an easy job. I know people have needs, and, but, you know, it's a way to treat people. But I'm just giving you an example that I would get up at 5 o'clock and pray from 5 until 6 o'clock so that when I got you know, my shower and dressed and all to go to work. I had my armor on, honey. You need to put your armor on. And if you want to know about that, you need to go to Ephesians 6, I believe, where it'll tell you all about the armor of God. And so that's another teaching to talk about the armor. But I've given you a good start on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have to close because I've gone past the time. Yeah, there's the bell telling me it's <laughs> time to stop. But we want to finish this because if you've heard it once, good. But I want you to hear it again. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we need to know, that's, I don't know why my phone keeps doing that. We need to know that if we, Galatians 5 and 25 tells us, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And talked about, you're talking about keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. And it starts with spending time. It starts with getting to know the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to give you one more scripture to meditate on and we're going to stop. John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Here's what I want you to get. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And who is he hearing from? He's hearing from God. So whatever he will speak, he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will guide you into all truth. That translation I like. 
and you can ask the Holy Spirit, like I told you. I mean, misplaced stuff. I say, there's nothing hidden that won't be revealed. Holy Spirit, show me where that is. And I'll go right to it and put my hands on it. If you don't believe me, you try it. Try it. You just ask the Holy Spirit to help you find what you need to find. Help the Holy Spirit to show you the truth. Now, sometimes we don't like what he shows us, but he will show us the real truth. And the real truth will line up with the word of God. You can ask him, Holy Spirit, if that's really you, give me a scripture to go along with that what you're showing me. And he will give you the word of God. Because what he speaks is always what he hears from the Father. So I'm going to stop right there and we will get back to this. I promise you when it's my turn again, we'll go right to that so we can finish it. By the Holy Spirit, because I'm just impressed that people need to hear that. They need to hear it more than once because we want to get it in our spirit. And some of us are needing that because we're new in our relationship with God. Some of us are needing it because we've decided we know more than what the Holy Spirit knows. Some of us need to hear it because it's a comfort to know that we have a comforter because that's what he is. We have a friend, because some of us don't have many friends, and sometimes that's the best way not to have many real friends, because people will say they're your friend, and they're not your friend. That's another sermon, so I'm going to stop right there. (laughs) So I just want y'all to have a beautiful day today. I thank God for your faithfulness that you keep on coming back. That's what they say in recovery. But we want you to keep on coming back so that we can fellowship, together and consider you a part of our bread of life family and i want y'all to know i'm pretty much ready to set up give a five and give a five will be a way if you're led to send the gift that you'll be able to do it online but i'll be letting you know exactly when it's ready but i was talking to the people the other day because some strange stuff had happened and uh they uh sent me a tutorial to help me uh, go back and fix what was going on. So we'll soon have Giveify and you can send the gift if you're so led. But we're just so pleased to have you. And we want God to keep on blessing you and keep on uh, guiding you and just keep on being God in your life and you just enjoying your life because you have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So I'm going to ask Reverend to just have remarks and dismiss us, and we'll see you next time. All right. All right. All right, Pastor. Thank you for that wonderful sermon. We always need to know about the Holy Spirit. We need to learn more about the Holy Spirit. So I appreciate every time you teach on the Holy Spirit. And when I do the podcast, uh, you allow me to name the sermon. So I don't have a problem with naming this sermon. I'm going to name this one. Need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yes. And because we do, we need to be led. And uh, every now and then y'all might see and you also, uh, you know, you always talk about prayer. And I and I keep putting this picture on my my thing because we need to come together in prayer. We have those secular jobs, like the pastor said, and, and it's so much going on. It's so many times I come home and I'm empty. I'm empty because those people have drained me of my spirit. 
So when we have those prayers at night, it, it always fills me back up because I have became empty at that eight hour job. So I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to talk. Pastor already has preached a great sermon, but we need to come together in prayer. Yeah. We really do. So I'm just going to dismiss us. Is that okay, Pastor? Yes, sir. All righty. So, Father God, we just thank you this morning. Father God, we thank you for, for the teaching that went forth this morning, Father God. And we thank you for the messenger, Father God. And, Father God, we just ask as we carry on through this week, Father God, that you be with us, Father God, that no hurt, harm, and danger come thy way, Father God. And we thank you for everyone here and every family that's represented here, as you know, each and every one, Father God. So we just going to give you praise, honor, and glory this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and everyone say amen. 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 Thank you, amen. Pastor. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you. Amen. Yes, thank God you for that. For you. Right. That was a great sermon. I thank you. I appreciate it. Like That's you lovely. said, a new beginner, I need to hear it. I need to know. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Isabel, and thanks for bringing your cousin. What's up, cousin? <laughs> we hope to see you and your cousin again. Yes, yes, hopefully. God willing. <laughs> All right. I'm giving, I'm giving her the Zoom code so she could do it because she lives in Fresno, and maybe she could join during the week as well. Oh, that's oh great. yeah. That's great. Okay, everybody, have a blessed week. Okay, you too. Thank you, everybody. Have a blessed day, everybody. Hey, God's around. Be safe. Have a blessed. You guys have a blessed weekend, a blessed day. Thank you, you too, Denise. I'll talk to you later. All right. Amen. Amen. Amen.